You are listening to the Soul Connection Duo podcast, a podcast that explores spirituality, shares vulnerable stories, brings awareness to different healing modalities, and offers hope to individuals who may be grieving a loss. I'm Alexa Mathis. And I'm Sydney Ham, and we are your hosts, also known as the Soul Connection Duo. Get ready to connect to your soul and start healing within. Today, our guest is Ilrika Carlson. Ilrika is an intuitive empath with a history of being depressed and suicidal. She came to a point where she had to choose between life or death. Today, Ilrika shares her experiences and embodied wisdom from her heart with nearly 30 years of experience of traditional Western and Eastern holistic disciplines. Her work as a spiritual healer, international author, reader of the Akashic Records, and yoga teacher therapist takes her around the globe. And she works with men and women of different ages from all fields of life. The essence of Yorika's work is to increase consciousness and guide you into your heart. Her latest books, Holy Fuck and Sacred Water, The Secret Connections to Everything, and The Sacred Soul, A Divine Evolution Through Time and Space, are here to make a difference in your ascension process. One of Yorika's gifts is to help you transform old inner shit, your karma, into flow and freedom so that you can be connected to who you are on a soul level. Her vision is simply to contribute to a more beautiful, conscious, and loving world. Welcome to the Soul Connection Duo podcast, Yorika, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Obviously, we know you're in Sweden right now, which is really cool. We haven't had a guest from there yet. Um, Would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? And obviously, you've been doing all this incredible work for quite a while now, but just kind of a little bit of your story, if you're willing to share and how you got into all of this. Of course, I am. Thank you. So um, I guess, you know, the old saying when you're having a breakdown, it's for your own breakthrough. And I guess like we all have our individual paths. So we can come awake and uh, contribute with the highest state of consciousness into the collective consciousness. So my journey was that I was really, really depressed. Uh, I was suicidal and I was really, you know, I was rock bottom was like, and I even, I'm very stubborn. I have a lot of fire, a lot of passion. I'm a picked up personality in the yogic perspective that is, the element of the fire so I have a lot of fire and water and I was pushing myself and I had so many unresolved traumas and unexpressed emotions suppressed uh, within myself for decades so uh, eventually it was like you know a volcano that was about to erupt and uh, at the time obviously I didn't know what it was so um, every day was, you know, like a struggle between life and death. If that was the day that I was going to kill myself because I had so much self-hatred for myself, the way I looked, uh, how I was, everything that, you know, uh, I was associated to, to myself. I was filled of contempt and a lot of self-hatred towards myself. So one day I... At the time, I'm married with two small children and and I'm only sleeping like 15 minutes per night, which I'm sharing about in my first book, 2.47 a.m., The Journey Home to My Heart. So this is my autobiography and here I share uh, 
my journey uh, into an awakening, spiritual awakening. And but at the time, I was really, really depressed and suicidal. So I told my husband that I just had to, you know, be by myself for a couple of days because I never told him that every night at 2.47 a.m. I woke up being murdered and slaughtered in my own dreams. So every night it was like, you know, like a horror movie, a splatter movie. And I woke up every night at 2.47 a.m. with a silent scream. I was totally disorientated. I didn't know where I was. And I, I had this stale taste of blood in my mouth and my heart was pounding. And, and then I realized when I came to my senses and I saw the alarm clock of 2.47 a.m. that I had only been sleeping for 15 minutes. So for many, many years, this was my reality that I only slept 15 minutes per night. So one day I'm just telling my husband at the time that I need to go away uh, just to be by myself. And it's winter time in Sweden, the year of 2008, so pretty long time ago. And I go out and uh, my parents have a cabin there and I couldn't stand any noise or any sound or any light basically so I had to turn like the fridge off so I couldn't hear the sound of the fridge I had to turn the radiators off and then I just feel this really sort of like a volcano inside of me that is rising and it scares the shit out of me because I don't know what it is and then I'm just taking you know thinking that okay I'm gonna go for a walk yeah, because at the time I was also anorectic and I had like eating disorders programs so I was walking fast burning calories and then all of a sudden I get this like like a stab in my in my heart like a dagger a knife in my heart and I'm just thinking to myself like wow okay I'm gonna die here now I'm having a massive heart attack and I'm gonna die here in the forest in the archipelago nobody knows where I am I'm here by myself I didn't have the time to say goodbye to my children in all of this, I'm thinking while I'm realizing that the snow is actually coming up to hit my face. Well, it's me falling down into the snow, uh, holding on to my heart because it feels like it's going to be scattered in a million pieces. And, and I lie there and then I hear like a snap. And then I can't control this erupting volcano inside of me. And it's, you know... It's freaking me out. I'm really scared. I don't know what it is. And the intensity of it was so massive. And at the same time, I'm curled up in fetus position, trying to hold on to my heart. And then I hear this, like, like a terrible noise. It's like a dying animal. And it terrifies me even more. I'm like, oh my God, is there wolves or bears or anything here? And then I realize that it's me these howling noises, these grunts and horrible, terrible, like dying sounds are coming from me. And then I hear another snap. And then it's like, you know, like just a flood. I'm starting to cry and, and cry and cry. And at the same time, this massive pain in my chest and these different noises. So I was there for many, many hours in the snow. And then eventually, I can hear my own, my own screams, you know, sort of 
shape shifting and taking different shapes and forms and then just soft sobs my crying is like I've cried so much so there's no tears left so I came back to my senses and realized that I've been lying in the snow for hours because it's pitch black and it was you know bright bright light bright day when I when I went for this walk and when I come back to my senses this complete stillness within me the only way that I can describe it is like it's a stillness in expansion and I don't have one single thought and all my senses are increased like I can see different shapes and forms in the pitch black darkness and I can hear snowflakes falling and this state of being where I was like this peacefulness this stillness was the first time that I ever come to experience that you know for as long as that I could remember and that night I didn't sleep anything I just knew I just knew that it was some kind of a turning point I didn't know in what way or what to do or how to proceed I just knew that something has shifted within me and that I could feel the presence of something more pure or bigger than I've ever felt before. So that was like one of my many turning points. Wow. Wow. I think we're both a little bit speechless, but thank you for obviously sharing so vulnerably. And, and honestly, I know obviously there's a lot of people, the world's really heavy right now and there's a lot of people struggling out there. So I think you being able to share your story, especially through your books and on podcasts and things is really helping other people. And it sounds like that was kind of um, maybe your first kind of spiritual awakening um, was experiencing that. And that's actually one of our favorite questions, I think, to ask our listeners. And we love hearing about other people's spiritual awakenings because um, they can be so profound and incredible. And I know ours was something that was really special that we got to share as well. Um, so thank you so much for for sharing that. Thank you. And of course, because I truly feel also like I was suffering from mental illness and depression for you know decades. And still it's such a taboo topic because there's so much shame to it. You feel that you are sick, you feel that you're weird, that you're, you know, a liability on society it feels like you're separated like you're not good enough so there's so much shaming in this that you are not good enough that you didn't measure up or whatever and and this is just you know programmed illusions that we that we think that we are separated and that we're not being good enough but because actually uh, it's just you know a very healthy response to this fucked up world that we are living in we are living in the matrix and we are you know many of us are living in the matrix the third dimension where our bodies is and where we you know living in the rat race or the hamster wheel and we think that is the way that life should be i was one of them i was definitely one of them you know it was important for me to have a good education it was important to have a good look it was important to be you know a good citizen it was important to be all this which is just bullshit really because because we are so programmed and brainwashed into these 95 percent 95 percent of unconscious programs that are running on our hard wires so we only have access to five percent of consciousness 
And from these 5% of consciousness, we think that we are enlightened. We think that we are, you know, making conscious choices. So each awakening for each individual brings us in connection with, you know, more consciousness. Maybe we have 6% of consciousness or seven, I don't know. But so the more access we have to our consciousness and to our inner light, the more we can transform of these illusionary programs and the more we are transmitting out into the collective consciousness. So I think that each and one of us that are having like a spiritual awakening, regardless on how it looks like, it is for our individual, you know, the highest good for us as individual, even though it doesn't feel like it at the time, but it's also for the highest good for the collective. And that's also like, like my latest book. So the sacred, so a divine evolution through time and space these times that we are in now and that we are in, you know, in, in, in the globe, the whole world that we are experiencing with COVID and wars and everything. It is just the soul's perspective to make us come back home to who we are on a soul level. To see all the fucked upness that is going on and that we are contributing with. Because if I... Um, as I was, you know, uh, living in in my reality, distorted reality with a lot of fucked up programs, 95% fucked up programs. And from that space, I am contributing. I am transmitting out into the collective consciousness. So when I align myself with who I am on, on you know, on a soul level, that's an that's always an evolution, right? Because the ego, the ego wants to have a stuck, like to stay in this relationship, to stay in this job, to stay in the matrix, whatever. But the soul always wants us to evolve into higher states of consciousness because when we do so, then we are aligned with Gaia, with Mother Nature and who we truly are. And then we can we cannot harm ourselves or others. We cannot rape. We cannot go to war. These are just, you know, what we have been living in, in these illusionary programs in the matrix for thousands of years. And, yeah. and we are always striving towards something else. And we are always avoiding, you know, intense feelings. We're avoiding this and that. And this is what causes suffering to humankind, according to Buddha, that we are always striving the next kick for the next you know well-paid job for the next boobs job or whatever <laughs> kitchen renovation we're always striving towards something like in the future and we are always in avoidance of something that doesn't feel good or um, avoidance of the connection to the soul which which takes us out of our comfort zone because we all know there's no growth in the comfort zone right so the ego wants to hold us on to the comfort zone and the soul is pushing us constantly out of the comfort zone. So it's these times, it is us as individuals. We have a radical responsibility to take care of our own inner shifts instead of projecting it outwards and contribute to the, to the bloody mess that we are looking in the world today. Mm -hmm. 
you bring up so many interesting points there. And I think for myself, my first kind of question that came up in, in all of that was this programming piece of like, I think we all are starting to see that more and more and actually through the ascension that the COVID process has brought to all of us. I know Sydney and I are seeing that in our everyday lives, like a lot of people that we know are just learning and wanting to know more about like the programming and the ascension process and all of this. And um, that's obviously some of the work that you do. So if people are like wanting to begin to shed that, what are some of the first steps maybe that they would, you would suggest they take in terms of growing to, um, yeah, to begin shedding some of the conditioning and programming that we're all so, so yes. um, exposed um, to. So there's so many, we are multidimensional beings. Uh, so there's so many multidimensional answers to that, you know, quite complex question. Yeah. But for me, the way I see it is that we, you know, truly we have to take our rose filtered glasses off. It, if I'm going to make it really simple, we know that a circle has 360 degrees, right? But if I am only looking in one degree, in one angle, in one perspective, like the media, if I'm just looking on the media and I see this perspective, then I'm missing out, like on the 359 degrees in the circle. And what is going on here? What is going on in the other 359 degrees that we are not allowed to see? So we have these enormous powers, like heritage from the vikings within us but we are so brainwashed and so programmed and we are so afraid of conflicts of being too much of feeling too much of not being normal and so we are suppressing it all we are suppressing our authentic feelings you know we can't even be too happy or too horny because that's not good either so not only can you be too angry or too sad or you know you're not supposed to be too happy either. So these things are hidden within our cellular memories, which we write about in this book. Holy fuck, in sacred water, the secret connections to everything, that we are so polluted. Our inner waters are so polluted by our thoughts, by our, you know, lifestyles that we have in the Western countries and all these programs that are stored in ourselves, in our DNA, and they make up for the 95% of the unconscious programs that we are not even aware of. So I'm, you know, moving around in matrix, thinking that I'm being whatever I think that I'm being. And my inner is so polluted from all this inner shit that has been put into us for thousands of years. So this is what I'm transmitting, you know, and manipulation, greed, power over, control over. So this is programs that we all have because we have all been perpetrators. We have all been soldiers killing people. We have all been victims. And these programs are lingering in our DNA. And this is also what we are transmitting out there unconsciously. And this means that we are upholding these low frequencies that have been created here in this third dimension, in the matrix. 
So the way I see it, my perception is that it takes radical responsibility and a lot of courage. Courage actually comes from the, you know, you speak French probably since you're from Canada, from the word la coeur, meaning the heart. So it takes a lot of courage to come th to live from your heart instead of living from your programmed fears, right? Mm -hmm. And here's what it comes interesting. Like the year 2020 uh, actually was the year of the heart because number two in the numerology is the heart. So you had two twos and you had two zeros. So it was universe way to present an opportunity to rise in love. But what did we do? We descend into even more fears, more fear mongerings and manipulations. And each and one of us have to look into, you know, what did I, what have I been transmitting? What am I transmitting? Did I go into fear or did I stay in love? Most of us didn't stay in love. Most of us went into fear and did what, you know, nicely what we were told to. So, um, there's so many aspects of it that we are not even aware of. And also how we treated ourselves and others. Like this huge separation were created. You know, uh, it was in families. Mm -hmm. And this gap, this separation caused even further separation within ourselves. And then we projected it outwardly. And it was even more. Instead, we had the great opportunity to rise in love and to transform all this inner shit and karmic patterns. But most of us didn't. We just were home from our work and, and thinking, oh, nice, I, I don't have to go to work. But we, we know that, you know, there were so many people that were abused, the violence increased, uh, addictions increased, people got sick and depressed everything increased and not from the good stuff so we know that we are all you know contributing of this low frequent energy into the collective consciousness so yeah that was a long answer <laughs> no i absolutely love it and i think we're both over here just like taking it all in and resonating with everything you're saying obviously as much of the bad things that obviously you've talked about and really terrible things that have happened to people over the last few years for a larger other portion of us too it has been like this gift and ability to really look inwards and transform and I think um, like you kind of said at the start too is you know sometimes with our suffering or these really difficult things that we go through and we've both all three of us have been through it so we know um, but we can, you know, create really beautiful things in our lives and really turn inward and, and discover those pieces of ourselves that we really didn't know were missing before. Yeah, this is also what I'm writing about here. Like we are, we are free souls with free wills. So even though that we only have access to 5% of consciousness and we think or we are in the illusion that we are conscious with 95% of unconscious programs, we do have a choice. We do have a choice. I can choose to stay in this misery, in this situation, in this relationship, in this work or whatever it is, or in myself. I can choose to stay in my own misery or I can use it as a trampoline and rise above it. So it takes radical responsibility and it's hard. Oh my God, it's hard because there's nobody you can blame. <laughs> there's nobody out there that's going to save you. Only you. 
and it, you know, to live, not only to talk about it and to understand it logically, but to, to walk the talk. In your work, when you talk about um, transforming inner shit, like that's, that's what you're talking about is looking and transforming those pieces where you're not taking radical responsibility and you're not taking an honest look at some of these, yeah, the things that you're doing in your life. Is that kind of, does that begin to describe what that piece of your work is? Yes. Yeah. And on top of that, to really this expression, face your fears. And I know it's like a cliche, but to really move the energy that you have put out here, you know, to be the good girl, to be good looking, to be whatever, you know, out here. Because this is this is also my multidimensional as we are multidimensional beings, because all, all of us, you want to be loved, right? That's an innate sort of desire. We want to be loved. We want to be acknowledged. And we want to be witnessed. Mm -hmm. So we are looking for love, acknowledgement, and to be witnessed out there. Look at me. I'm so good at my job. Or, oh, I got a salary or, you know, whatever it is. My grades are so great. Uh, so we are looking for these, the love, the acknowledgement, and to be, to be included. To be included. That's what we want to be. So love, uh, acknowledged, and included. So we do everything out here, you know, trying to be loved, acknowledged or included. But we are looking for the wrong things in the wrong place. Where we should look is within me. Where, where do I don't love myself? In what areas don't I love myself? Why do I have the illusion that I have to look like this or that or act like this and that too? to be loved why can I not love myself with cellulites and wrinkles and gray hair and and why can I not love myself my you know my imperfect me mm -hmm. but there's nothing that needs to be fixed because we are all pixels from divine source we are all from divine source we are all pixels from divine source this means that we have the divine, the divinity, the sacredness and the holiness within us. But we are again so polluted. We don't see it. We don't we don't see our greatness. We don't feel it because we're always comparing and competing, not only with ourselves, but also with others. So not only what you were saying is like one piece of the puzzle, but another piece of the puzzle is also to take radical responsibility, to face your fears and to love acknowledge and include all parts of you all emotions that you have ever suppressed all traumas that you have ever experienced and and here is the thing not only in this lifetime because i'm a yogi so we also believe that energy never dies it just take different shapes and forms so in this lifetime i have this body but in other lifetimes, I had other bodies and other memories, other experiences. So not only do I have all these traumas and suppressed emotions and unresolved feelings stored in my body, in my cells, in my DNA, I also have, you know, my ancestral lineages, like my mom's lineages, my dad's lineages, and my, my previous lifetimes. So there's a lot of fucked up shitty programs 95 percent within each and one of us 
but we can use the shit sort of as a manure. This is like an, an analogy. We can use our inner shit as manure, a fertilizer for growth. But then it, we need to love it and we need to acknowledge it and we need to include ourselves, all bits and parts, you know, of our <laughs> weirdness, our fucked upness, and, <laughs> and just to embrace the divinity within us, whether if it's, you know, in what whatever shape or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, there's so many bits and pieces to that. So that's why it's it's hard. It takes courage and persistence. And it's also if you have this deep desire, you know, how deep can I go? How many rabbit hole am I ready to explore, to transform? Because it's like a dark room. It's it's dark in the room. It, that is our, our consciousness. It's like a void of potential. But if I just, you know, lit a candle, then there's light because you can transform your inner darkness into light when you sort of, you know, put the the torch of consciousness into it. Mm-hmm. So it's a way for the courageous and for those who have this desire to really, really make a difference in the world not only to heal yourself, because when I heal myself, as I, I as I shared here, when I heal myself, I, I am contributing. I contribute to the collective consciousness. So each and one of us that heals ourselves, and do the work, and have the courage, and to stay on that path, uh, we are, we are the ones that we've been waiting for. Yeah, I mean, you're speaking to my heart and soul right now, huge. And I think you're right. It does take a lot of courage to sit with yourself and feel that discomfort and all of those things that are really uncomfortable. And I think that's why we look outward is we want to look to other people or other things to make us feel that sense of love that we maybe don't have for ourselves or um, we're so hard on ourselves all the time. And I mean, I've been to tons of counseling and other people. And it's, it's always like, you know, wh- what would you say to a friend who is experiencing this? You would never be typically as hard to them as, as you are on yourself. Um, so I think That's that it. is so important. And just, yeah, I mean, everything you're saying right now is resonating. I'm absolutely just loving listening, listening to you. And um, I'm really hoping that we can both get a hold of your book, even though um, it is censored. I'm not sure exactly how that works but I'm really intrigued and excited to read it and learn more because everything you're saying right now is just yeah bang on so thank you and thank you and I'm grateful because this is also many many years ago when I was suicidal I was listening to something on Oprah Winfrey show I can't remember who it was or what was said but I remember that they that something deep resonated within me so I didn't commit suicide so that's why I love, I've been on over a hundred international podcasts last year. And I love because it's like ripple effect. Because if there's only like one sentence or one word that I am saying that is resonating with you, who's tapping into this and listening, then I've paid back my karma. Then I've, you know, the circle is closed. Then perhaps somebody else is not committing suicide. And so it's ripple effects. And I truly, truly believe that, you know, 
people from thousands of years have been saying the same thing. So this is nothing that I'm saying is new. Nothing that I'm saying is new. It's just that we have forgotten about it. It's deep buried within these 95% of the unconscious programs. So it's not our darkness that we are afraid of, but it's the light. I mean, who am I if I am in my light and I'm shining my light? Then I'm not a good consumer. Perhaps I don't need to buy the latest fashion or this or that. I don't have to have a fancy car or whatever. And I'm more conscious in how I treat myself and also Gaia Mother Earth. And also, like, if, if I want to make a change in the world, it all starts within me. I cannot do anything out here if I'm not, you know, if I'm not whole, if I have not filled myself, the inner emptiness, the inner holes with myself. I can't feel it. And here's the thing, the matrix that we live in, it's designed to keep us distracted, to keep us numb. So everything that you can use, you can also abuse, right? You can use food as, as nourishments, but you can also abuse food. You can use drug as something good for, for temporary pain or something, but you can also abuse it. You can use sex as a highway to God, but you can also abuse it. So matrix are designed exactly as in the movies. It's designed to keep us numb and distracted and to keep us separated within ourselves. Because when I'm separated from my spirit or my soul, and I I believe this reality to be true, then you know, I don't have to change anything. So I can pretend that it's all goody goody, you know, and then I can keep on abusing myself and others and abusing this beautiful planet that we live upon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how, like, as you're saying that it's just kind of bringing up this question of um, as somebody who works in this realm and obviously operates on these higher frequencies, um, how do you navigate people in your life that maybe aren't willing to look at their shit or, um, try to be doing the work themselves how i i know we can't control other people but i know sometimes that can be the most challenging part of all of this is if you have relationships with people that are close in your life and you're really just seeing that they are not willing or ready to do that that deep work and um deconstruction of the the framework that they're living in currently thank you it's a good question so i'm a single mom of two teenagers and obviously they uh, haven't their life they only have like 17 and 19 years of life experience yet so uh, it's challenging it is hard it can be frustrating at times so i'm a reader of the akashic record and i know that we are divine souls right? We are divine pixels from divine source. So we are divine selves only having human experience. This is nothing new about that. So we all have our experiences that we, that we are having for us to have the choice. Do I want to stay or do I want to evolve, right? So uh, regarding beloved ones, uh, 
I am realizing that they have their own journey, their own path. Nothing that I can say will influence them if they're not ready or willing. However, if they are ready and willing, then they can change. You know, we, we can never change nobody who's not willing to change because the change is a, a, a catalyst within each and one of ourselves. Like my old therapist said, he said, most of us, we choose to live in a well-known hell, right? Because we, we know it. We've been in the hell. We, we know how to navigate it. So we, we choose to live in a well-known hell rather than, than to search for an unknown happiness. And I think there's so much truth to that. So for me, I'm just reminding myself like, okay, uh, like my kids, for instance, I love them. I love them to death. And I've been, you know, I've been in the loophole uh, these years trying to protect them. So, uh, but I know that they have their own path. They are free souls with free will. And they have their own lessons in life that they need to, to learn. So it's nothing that I can say. It's nothing that I can do for them. They have to experience it and they can choose. So that's a good thing. We can always choose. So uh, it's been a struggle these past two and a half years. I won't, I won't uh, lie about that. But I've also come to the term with the, the, the more scared I am, the more I'm also contributing with the fears, uh, you know, in the collective consciousness. So again, I have to go back again because it's only information for me that I need to continue to do my uh, shadow work or, you know, to to dig my shit and to use it as a fertilizer because that day when I'm neutral and when I don't have any fears, that day I am healed. I have healed my own traumas and unconscious wounds. So just a lot of about acceptance and also patience and trust that there's this innate something bigger than I am, something bigger than we are, you know, this the universal soul, this vibration that we all are part of, and there's a bigger plan for all of us. So just letting go and that's also in, I'm, a, I'm a yogic so uh, the asana of letting go is like the hardest asana to let go of because we are holding on to those fears or these limiting beliefs or our youth or whatever that we are holding on to it might be very individual but to just let it go and to trust okay they have their own path and mm -hmm. yeah so there's nothing right and wrong. And we know also that a lot of people have come awake. They did one choice and maybe it got side effects or, you know, thinking that this choice wasn't so good for me. So then they can make another choice, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's the beauty of it, that we all are on our individual path. But most of us, we're not listening. We're not paying attention to, you know, the inner information that we are always given. Mm -hmm. And most of us, we are disconnected from soul and spirits. And this is also part of the programming, because when we are disconnected, then we are in the downward moving spiral of numbing and distracting ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the way I work, either you can work with the body, through the body to heal yourself, since everything is stored within the body on a cellular level in our DNA, or 
my other perspective is that you can work from the soul perspective. You can clear out, like I do karma clearing, so you can clear out all the karma from this lifetime and previous lifetime so you can heal. So luckily, there's many, many options to align yourself. Mm -hmm. No, that was a great question, Lex. Thanks for bringing that up and for obviously explaining that as well for us. I think it's so hard to let things or people or um, pieces of our lives go. But um, at the end of the day, I think people come into our lives to, you know, teach us lessons and also for them to evolve and grow. But I think it's, it's hard to let people go. But for again, um, you know, if they're not, if we're over here evolving, and they're not evolving with us, um, you know, letting go is really hard. But sometimes that's what's best for for both people or both things, whether it's a job and um, a person I've recently had to over the last few years since um, my partner's passing I've had to let so many things go and and every time it's a it's so hard over and over and over again but I'm so proud and um, excited to now be on this path that I do feel like is a lot more fulfilling and um, yeah it's it's not easy but like you said um, yeah we're we've got There's it no all turning back. so yeah and for sure and 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 it's also that's also our choice like do we want to stay put do we want to stay in a low frequency in a low energetic being or do we want to evolve we can choose to hold on or we can choose to let go mm -hmm. and and the more we transform of our inner shit, the more access we have to our inner light, to our, you know, gifts, to our abilities. Like I've, I've, my intuition is so fine tuned and it wasn't before it was, I, I, I couldn't even connect with my intuition. So the more things, you know, that we transform, that we love, that we acknowledge and that we include, we transform. And the more access we also have to gifts that we don't even think was possible. And like a challenge is always a disguised gift. It's the soul's way of saying, hey, are you ready for the next step of your evolution or do you want to stay put? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong or right, you know. It's not like, like we who are awake are a better person. There's nothing like that because we all have our own pace pace and we all have our own path and we all have our own choice so there's nothing good or bad wrong or right it's just like you know whatever resonates with me how can I how can I truly be the best version of myself every day and yeah. if I'm onto this path then I am I willing to do the job yes or no mm -hmm. And maybe some people just settle, you know, being good enough. But but uh, we also have different missions, right? I know that one of my mission here is to ascend the people and is to guide people in the ascension process and to bring them back to themselves, into their hearts. And when we are speaking about ascension, that is also one big misinterpretation in our Western societies because we want to enlighten, we want to rise in energy, we want to... and and this is also a distortion because if my energy is just in the ascending flow, then the energy is basically, you know, draining my chakras, my root chakra, my sexual chakra, my heart. And I'm coming to my headspace and there's so many people in my 
line of work that are being um, in, in I call it mental spirituality. It's like being mental spirituality. But what we need to do is also to work with the descending flow, the flow of the feminine, and they meet in the heart, right? So we need to pull down the energy from our head, being in our headspace, being, you know, being problem solvers, uh, being too rational, too analytical. We want to rise even more in our careers. We want to be more enlightened. We have it in our language all the time. So this upward going flow, but this energy, it leaves the body and it causes a lot of separation. So we need these both forces. We need the connection to Father Sky, but we also need the connection to Mother Earth. And Mother Earth and Father Sky lives in us, you know, and they connect in the heart. So that's why it's so important also to work with a feminine essence and to work with a feminine flow and to, to descend into our bodies, into our divinity. That is the word, you know, bringing heaven down into the earth. It is through us, through our bodies, and to make them sacred and holy again. So this is also a big work that I do in my yoga classes that I've sort of developed uh, yoga for empaths and, and hormone yoga for, for lust and sensuality to descend into our temples where our souls resides. So it's not only about being enlightened, you need to make the enlightenment embodied because then you don't have the mental knowledge you have the embodied wisdom and there's so much difference between those mm -hmm. yeah that yin and yang really making sure you're actually like balancing when you're working with whether it's balancing energies in the body or trying to balance out old shit with new shit like you can really go way too far on the spectrum in any regard so um, thank you for that reminder. And um, in all the work you do with the Ascension process, I want to ask, as we're getting to kind of the end of our time here with you, um, what, because you've been working with this Ascension process for so long, where kind of are we now and where do you see the collective going in, in the process? The way I see it is that there are two timelines. So it depends really on how you choose. You is listening. What do you choose? Do you choose love? Do you choose the unknown, the scary love? Or do you go with the safe fear-based programs? So uh, it can go either way. And this is also like the Mayan calendar. You know, they said like the year 2012, you know, it was... Um, mm -hmm. Um, how do you say the ap apocalypse and it is in one way but maybe it's our egos that are dying so something new can thrive so it's really up to each individual which timeline do you want to be on because not everybody's going to make it not everybody's going to make it and if you are one of those who, who don't want to make it you know, there's nothing wrong with that also because then it is in your Akashic record. You have chosen that before you were incarnated here. So it's all about really to trust yourself, 
to trust yourself, to listen into yourself. What you know, what do you need to thrive? How can you choose love in spite of all these old programs that we all have? How can you choose love and be the best version of yourself every day? Because even though that we have these programs, it's not like we are all being murderers, but how are we treating ourselves and how are we treating people who make different choices? And these are the things that we are transmitting and contributing into the collective consciousness. So become radically aware, you know, take a look in yourself 360 degrees. Who are you? Who, who do you want to be? You are in charge of your life. And you get to choose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get to do, choose your own shit that you deal with. I think that's been like definitely one of the biggest things in going through all of the work that I've been doing over the last couple of years. It's like, where are you able to take a good long look at yourself and really see that shadow side of things as well as seeing the light and where do those meet? And it's fucking hard work. It really truly is, but it's so worth it in the end, because I think this whole piece of learning and evolving is truly why we're here. Um, and if we're not doing the work, then I, I don't know, it's, it's so important to be looking and learning and growing or else we're just kind of stagnant in this life and you get what you get or you get what you give to to the energy process so yeah exactly and also we are so used for instant gratification mm -hmm. so we think that we want to have you know this change now we want to have change but we don't want to change and we want to have it instant instant gratification but what if you know the more shit you have suppressed perhaps we don't know we don't know about the time frame and time is just an illusion anyway so if we can just sit with it whatever it looks like whatever shape or form however it feels like if we can just sit with it we can love it we can include it we can witness and acknowledge it that's where transformation and transmutation occurs and that's how we shift our consciousness so sit with it be with it take help you know somebody who's been walking the path before you take his or her hand ask for guidance because even though that everything is within you we have forgotten about it so we might need some help to to do the digging mm -hmm. no i love that and again thank you so much for this like honestly this has been one of my favorite conversations i think I've had in a long time with someone. And so thank you for sharing everything. Um, I think we'd just love to, as we're wrapping this up, know a little bit more about um, some of your offerings and um, teachings, classes, anything for people that um, might be interested. And then if you can just, um, once again, just list your books off that you do have available for, I know we are both probably going to go out and um, try to find them so that we can read them but I'm sure there's other people that are listening to this podcast that will also be very interested as well so thank you and also thank you for having me and thank you you who are tapping in and listening so thank you 
Uh, my books are on Amazon. However, uh, <laughs> they have been censored and I know that Amazon keeps the money. So if you want to uh, give energy back to me, then just give me a mail and I will order through Amazon <laughs> for you. Uh, so that's, I think, the best way. And my website is up and running. It's not updated. Uh, I prefer doing podcasts or, you know, uh, guiding people in my work. So, But the, the website is there and it's www. It's www.jouliskarlsson.com. So it's uliskarlsson.com. And uh, there I have karma clearings, uh, like an offering that I do, where karma clearing is where you do a total reset of your soul this lifetime and previous lifetime and you get to know from what star system you're from and the gifts of that star and the disguise challenges and so it's like it's like you know doing a reset of the computer removing all the the virus the program so that's uh, one of the way that I do and also individual uh, intuitive coaching or yoga therapy but uh Amazing. And just the all, the names of all your books again. And um, you said to to reach out personally to you for if you want to order them. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So the first book is uh, 2.47am. And this book is like a trampoline for you to dive into your own darkness and transform your inner darkness into light and consciousness. So this book is uh, quite heavy. It's about my journey. Uh, but obviously, it's a feel-good book because I'm alive, right? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> and then this book was mentioned as book of the year by its reader, Holy Fuck and Sacred Water, The Secret Connections to Everything. And this is written in a way that reactivates your path and your inner dormant light codes. And then The Sacred Soul, A Divine Evolution Through Time and Space, is here to remind you on who you are on a soul level. That you are not your body, you are not your thoughts, you are not, you know, your limiting beliefs, you're not your choices, you are a divine soul. So it's also a reactivating and igniting book. Amazing. Thank you again, Ulrika. This has been just so enlightening for us and amazing to meet you and learn from you and um, we're so excited to share this with our listeners. Is there any final closing thoughts you'd like to share today before we log off here? Yes, thank you. Yes, there are. So uh, first of all, uh, it all starts with your breath. The breath uh, in Swedish is andetag, and andetag literally means to connect with your spirits. And when you are scared or in these unconscious programs of fear or lack perspectives, then your breath is limited. You know, if you're running around in a hamster wheel. So it starts with your breath. And when your breath is free and conscious, you are free and conscious as well. So you can do a lot of inner clearings uh, with your own breath work. That was the first thing. <laughs> and the second thing is if you find yourself like in a dark space, if you are depressed, one could also think of depressed as a deep rest for body, mind and soul. And that means that you are like a seed that are planted so you can thrive and grow into the better version of yourself. 
So be gentle with yourself all as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. My body right now is just like buzzing full of like I'm just getting flutters and energy and I'm I'm loving it. So again, thank you so much. This was, I mean, we're both just super honored to have gotten this opportunity to talk to you. So thank you for sharing so vulnerably and honestly with so much honesty for us and our listeners because yeah, it's just so special. So thank you. It's mutual. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for listening to the Soul Connection Duo podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Your support for our podcast helps us to grow our amazing community and allows us to create new and exciting episodes each month. Please leave us a rating and review on your favorite listening platform and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for new content updates and more.